Hello and welcome to the Nursing Standard podcast. I'm Erin Dean, a journalist at Nursing Standard, and this podcast is about what can stop nurses eating well. A recent survey by Nursing Standard found almost six in ten respondents are turning to unhealthy and disordered eating as a result of work-related stress. Almost half said work pressures made them overeat, while 10% said they undereat. Nurses told us about skipping meals during long shifts, grabbing takeaways on the way home and craving sugary treats to combat exhaustion. Speaking to me today about the difficulties of eating well as a nurse are Dwayne Meller, a dietitian and senior lecturer at Aston Medical School in Birmingham, and Lewis, a second year nursing student from Brighton. Hello and welcome both. Good morning, thank you for having me. Hello, it's nice to speak to you. Thanks very much both of you. So, Worryingly, a healthy diet was obviously difficult for the majority of nurses who responded to the Nursing Standards Survey. Duane, when we talk about disordered eating, what do we mean and what do you think it can have on those affected? Well, when we look about distorted eating, I think we mean eating that's not in a pattern that we would choose or not in a way that we feel it can control of. So we're not talking about an eating disorder necessarily, although that's one end of the spectrum. We're talking about not being able to eat when you need to or have those breaks to eat when it's most appropriate to your body's normal rhythms or what uh, someone who wasn't working in a sort of a ward or hospital environment might be able to do so having say something in the morning something around the middle of the day and something towards the evening is completely disrupted so the the eating pattern is dysfunctional and it's not sort of meeting the sort of well-being needs as well as the nutritional needs of the person and um, particularly if it's affecting their food choices because if we don't have time to eat or we miss meals then have to get food rapidly so we have to grab something we're less able to make healthier choices plus if you put that in a sort of a hospital environment although I know a number of trusts are trying to change this the food that's available out of hours or away from normal sort of lunchtime periods or sort of evening meal periods there can be less food choice and it can be tends to be higher in fat salt and sugar so it's less healthy and obviously there's less availability of things like fruit and vegetables so it can be harder to make good choices so if you put those together this disordered eating or dysfunctional eating where you're not eating regularly plus the food choice um, if that's not available that can have an effect on your physical health because you might not be eating the range of foods the range of healthy foods, the fruits, the vegetables, um, the sort of the dairy products and the or the equivalents or the meat and the equivalents, those healthy balanced diet with the whole grains that we know make up a healthy diet, you can't eat them on a regular consistent basis. So nutritionally, you can be compromised. In terms of well-being, because you're not having those breaks to eat, and also when we eat, it's good to socialise with others, and that can be broken up so we can feel more and more tired, and that can increase risk of not just mental health issues we've got the issues of burnout but if we're consuming foods that are energy rich but nutrient poor we can gain weight as well and that puts us at risk of things like cardiovascular disease obesity and type 2 diabetes so all around it has a neg can have a negative impact on somebody's health so yeah we're talking about a huge impact on, on well-being aren't we here and Lewis, you're now a second year mature nursing student um, studying adult nursing. Um, but when you were in your late teens and early 20s, you had um, an eating disorder. Could you tell us a bit, bit about your experience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's one of those experiences that 
I did not see coming. I was in my late teens. I had decided to leave the family home more on rebellious terms, thinking I was ready to leave. But actually, when I look back, I wasn't. And I was working in a completely different industry. I was actually working in the hairdressing industry. And where I was not earning a lot of money and I had more financial responsibilities from leaving home, um, it made that it made that the food choices I made weren't that great or I would be eating lack of. And without realising, I had started to lose weight and with the loss of weight, it started to, to come compliments. And then I started to put the two and two together, which led to an eating disorder to spiral out of control. I started to realise that the less I eat, the more compliments I'm going to get. And actually, in the end, I became extremely unwell. Um, and that it's something that will always stay with you, although I know I've made a recovery from that period due to support groups, my family being supportive, meeting people to uh, give me that self-confidence back. It is something that sits with you and depending on what you're going through, whether you're having any stresses, it can sometimes dictate what you're going to eat or how it manifests. Um, and I just wanted to add actually on what Dwayne was saying, now I'm working in healthcare, I do feel that I'm hitting this dysfunctional eating period. It's not a disordered eating, it just feels dysfunctional where I'm eating at different times of the day than usual, usual breakfast, lunch or dinner. Um, but yeah, that was basically my experience in a nutshell. It, it went on from about when I was 17 to 22 were the main, were the worst parts of it. Um, and it did stay with me for a while after that. Um, like I said, it's something that always sit with you, but I do have the tools in place to be able to overcome that. Mm, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And now that you're doing placements as part of your course, um, does um nurses told us that it, they found it difficult to eat well um in, in the nursing standard survey and does does that surprise you lewis um no it doesn't surprise me at all i was absolutely completely shocked so i don't come from healthcare at all so when i went on to my first placement i knew i was going to be in for a 12 12 and a half hour day however i didn't realize that some of the breaks wouldn't be taken at normal times that I would eat. So for example, I'd have one break around 10, 10.30 and a second break around three or four. Um, it didn't feel, it felt strange and abnormal to have breakfast that time or lunch. It just didn't feel normal, it didn't sit right with me and it would throw me off course. And especially when you are doing long days, they are tiring, you are on your feet all day long and you will find at nearly every single nurse's station that there are a tin of chocolates or celebrations, something of the sort of like that. Not that I'm complaining, but however, it can it sort of encourage a sugar binge. And I find if I'm doing long days back to back, you are tired, you may pick up a coffee in the morning, usually in a hospital there's like a cost of coffee, and with a cost of coffee, I'm gonna pick up a slice of cake or something. So I find that sometimes when I start the day like that, it just sort of, it's a downward spiral for the rest of the day. I'm just continuously looking for that next sugary treat, that next sugary high, because that's how I've started my day. Um, and when you're tired, your sort of meal prep and planning sort of goes out the window. So, no, I'm not shocked by that survey. It can be really difficult, especially with the staff in crisis. Um, and there's 
the the trust being under so much demand you feel guilty to come away from your patients or there's not enough staff you to come away from patients to take that break um a lot does need to change and Duane, from your experience as well have you seen the pressures that um healthcare professionals are working under Definitely, um, sort of. Uh, Lewis made a number of very good points there. Um, the long shifts and the timing of the breaks are a big, big issue. Um, the the other um, point in there is we protect meal times for patients, but not our staff. Um, we don't look after the environment for staff in hospitals. Lewis mentioned about sort of the the, the coffee and the availability of cake. There are campaigns to try and improve the food availability for staff um, and have healthier food available. Um, this it can come into conflict with uh, the ability to prepare food on wards for staff as well. Um, yeah, Toasters are a nightmare in the NHS because they set off firearms and that becomes very costly and very problematic. So the ability to get healthy quick snacks close to the ward is a problem. And Put that to do with sort of the the snacking environment of having the box of chocolates which uh, lewis was not complaining about um and it's nice to have those things it's nice to feel value through food i, th I think we need to sort of change the way um food is around wards and that we need to look after our nursing staff too you know we know a lot about looking after patients on wards and making sure they get proper nutrition on wards we need to make sure the food is available on wards for nurses as well because realistically they're not going to have time to get out and it can be a 10-15 minute walk down to the canteen and at the right time to get the right balance of it it's not going to happen we need to change the culture because we do see that it's very hard to get healthy food on the walls the other option is bringing food in but you then need to have the space to eat it and that space to sort of uh, debrief a little bit um talking to a colleague or two that's a structural thing. It's going to take more staffing. It's going to taking sort of a a whole um, remodeling of the workforce. But long term, that's what's needed if we want sort of nurses to remain healthy and be able to work for the whole of their careers and enjoy those careers. And we need to change the, the working environment. It's not going to be easy. We need structural change as well as supporting nurses to to be able to make healthier choices through what they either buy in the hospital or bring into the hospital to eat. Mm, yeah, some really good points there. Thank you both. And just some, if you're just thinking of some advice, Duane, for nurses in all settings um, about what um, they can do to help themselves eat well, what, what would your what would your advice be? I think the first one is if you're working on shifts, which aren't a normal day pattern, so you might be doing an early or a late shift or a night shift, is don't think you have to eat sort of the breakfast as in a typical breakfast of cereal or toast and an evening meal of um, a cooked evening meal because your day is going to be reversed so think of how oh i might have a light i'll use the word brunch i'm not sure i like the word brunch really um so if you're working in a sort of a, a late shift and you're getting up um, later in the morning have a combination meal that's a light cooked meal if you like before you leave the house to go to work and then sort of plan sort of food that you can take with you and that 
again, you know, we all get bored to death of the sandwich or the wrap type thing, which you can pick up. You can taste. But think if you maybe made a pasta meal, um, or even sort of a a potato meal with new potatoes because they tend to work better. Is how you can re repurpose that into like a salad that you can take with you. So you get variety, um, when you do do eat on the breaks. And I think that's a key thing because if you're, you know, we can get bored by sandwich and then. You go past a coffee shop, as Lewis mentioned, and you can pick up extras. It's getting that variety of healthy foods and using leftovers as well. I think that would be the tip I'd give to people then. If you are cooking with a family at home, which I know a lot of uh, nurses do have families as well as health, other health professionals, and if you can't actually eat that meal with them, think how you can possibly use the leftovers and, and actually take that. And then you still get that connection of food and family, which is important. It sounds like... Um... A bit of planning um, can go a long way uh, when it comes to having perhaps some healthier meal choices and a bit of variety. And I think planning is important because planning can also save money and and sort of you know we can go on to the the cost of living which is is rocketing up and um, that hits all of us and particularly um, in some of the sort of entry bands of of the NHS and it can be challenging to be able to afford healthy food. So the planning is important, not just to eat healthily, but also to, to manage the costs as well. Thank you. And, and Lewis, from your work um, on placement, your experience on placement as a student, what do you think, uh, what do you think would help nurses on the front line have a healthier diet? Yes, um, you know, I do echo everything that Dwayne was just saying. Um, from my personal experience and how I can make a healthier choice in food and diet it, it does come down to planning for me um, I really want to highlight actually my current placement I am on cardiac intensive care unit and they are an incredible team and they really look out for the welfare of their staff and it's the first place I've been to where you have three half an hour breaks and it has been a complete game changer because it means that one or two of the breaks I can pick around normal eating times um, and the, the senior staff are really adamant that you do take these breaks. And because of that, I'm able to, now I know I've got that in place, I will plan down to a T. And like Dwayne said, like, you don't need to spend a fortune. I'm happy to go to my Audi down the road. I'll do a bulk shopping. There are loads of books, there's social media sites that where you can make quick recipes that are healthy. And I do follow those because you do get a variety. Um, because I know if I don't have that preparation in place and I go to that cost of coffee, then everything's going to go out the window. Um, so my on a day to day, mine really does vary usually from porridge oats or a smoothie for breakfast. I may have like stir fry for my lunch and then just change it up for dinner. And it just keep it really varied. It means I can get my all my vegetables that I need in all the nutritious stuff that are densely nutritious for me. Um, but what I think does need to change is the attitude towards breaks and staff having those breaks and having that time to eat and having time to sit down and have make those good healthy food choices and have that break. Because where I am, you've either got Costa Coffee or you've got a Subway. There's no, there's not much else that's available that you can go that would be healthier and if that was in place but like Dwayne said that these hospitals are so big it would take me at least 10-15 minutes to get to one place so it needs to be more accessible for us to be able to make those choices um but yeah I understand there is staff in crisis going on the, the staff are 
under a lot of demand to take care of these patients. I, I, I do take that all into consideration, but we do need to strive towards a more positive culture when it comes to taking breaks. Oh, it's brilliant to hear that you're on a unit at the moment that has such a positive approach and that it is possible. Um, it sounds like a lot of it is down to how um, how managers um, and and senior nurses protect breaks as well for their staff. Absolutely, I, I completely agree. They are so supportive. Everybody looks out for each other. And I do see the support elsewhere as well. It's just the first place that I've been to that has more than two breaks, especially when you're doing a 13 hour shift. It's so needed. You do need to be able to take care of yourself if you are going to provide adequate care to patients. If we can't take care of ourselves, it's not going to happen. We are going to burn out. We are going to start crashing and making poor food choices that will end up, you know, to ailments further down the line. So it's something that does need to happen. Absolutely. Oh, well, thank you so much both for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you, Duane. Thank you, Lewis. And thank you very much for listening. Just a reminder that all the resources connected with this episode of the show can be found at rcni.com forward slash podcast, where you can also catch up on any episodes you may have missed or simply want to play back. And we greatly appreciate any feedback, so please do rate or review us on Apple or Spotify podcasts, which will also help other people to find us. I hope you enjoyed the show.